The Rigger Gambling Feed is back every Monday. Join myself, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, and John Dushepsi for East Coast Bias. Sunday's action recap and our favorite bets for Monday Night Football. Then on Tuesday, we got the Roster Diamond Show where I'll break down everything you need to know in the betting world. Plus, the East Coast Bias Boys will be back on Thursday to help you get your betting card sorted ahead of all the NFL action. And then on Fridays, it's me back with Warren Sharp, deep diving into the analytics. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as The Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at The Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport. And, of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. First of all... A huge, huge happy birthday to our guy, Cal Davenport. Happy Thank birthday, you. man. Thank you, you very you much. Share- there it is. Oh, wow. There's hey, the applause. Hey, hey. That's awesome. You, 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 sh- you share a birthday with uh, with the legend himself, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, man. Which uh, is massive. Fitting. Hey, I, I could I could only wish to be as amazing as him when I grow up. But uh, no, yeah, thank you, thank you. I, uh, I I try to I keep track. It's him and Cardi B, and 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 I believe Daryl Hall. I saw that <laughs> on the was trending today. So uh, yeah, shouts out to uh, my uh, my birthday uh, my fellow twins? birthday shares. Yeah. yeah, my birthday twins. That's the term. That's mm-hmm. the term I was thinking of. Thank y'all. That's I appreciate a, y'all. That's a hell of a, f- a few names there. Man. Any any big plans? What, you, what how you celebrating? Um, you know, I'm, it's funny. I, I would, uh, today's a day I'm not supposed to be working. So I'm going to celebrate by, uh, doing a little bit of work, but, uh, no, I'm trying, I'm really trying, <laughs> I'm taking it easy today. Maybe this weekend, uh, go get some, go, go to a, a nice little restaurant in the area, get something to eat, you know, something there like, go. I, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. E- I just like eating good on my birthday, getting a nice meal, whatever. I don't know what it is today, but it's going to be, so it's going to be a lot. It's going to be, uh, the stuff I'm, I'm gonna have to take a couple of walks at the end of the week to burn off. But, you know, you <laughs> hey, know that's how that's how we do it now. You know, what I mean? that's 
that's that's the sign of a true good birthday. Uh, before we get to the uh, the rest of the show here, Hollywood, on behalf of of Cal and I, you know, we wanted to uh, congratulate you. Also, offer our condolences uh, about your Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they had a hell of a season, though. Man, I'm right. sorry, but you know, it ended last night. But uh, I'm 100 yeah. percent positive that the uh, the consolation prize of LA Knight refereeing a match on NXT last night <laughs> kind of brought you back, right? You, you it know, seemed like your bag. Yeah, wrestling's always been therapy. I'm saying, uh, you know, sports teams let you pick you up, let you down. Very rare, unless you was rooting for Cody Rose at WrestleMania, that Russell <laughs> <laughs> will disappoint you. Um, but uh, when you, I remember in June and July when the team started like looking like, okay, wait, they're actually really good. And I was like, oh, not yet, not yet. We we not ready to win the World Series. But then you win 101 games. You're like, we can go win this thing. And then, you know, everything came to reality. You run to the hottest team of the year. This is the second time this done happened. Last time, 14 with the Royals. <laughs> but it is what it is. You it know, it, I, I won't trade nothing in the work. Uh, you know, getting a chance to go to the playoff game, getting my daughter down to the yard for the first time this year. Yeah. So all of that, is, these memories for this season was great. And, you know, I'm ready to build upon it. That's the next That's the shitty thing about baseball, though, is that there's they play so many freaking games, right? 162 <laughs> games, and then it, it can just end in That's it. three games. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's, show it's up for work tomorrow. <laughs> it's wild. It's it's a wild concept that they've got going on over there. But let's provide you some therapy, Brian yes. and Flowers. Let, let's talk some wrestling let's and let's get kick it. things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, will let them fly. First up, Bully Ray says The Rock is a bigger WrestleMania headliner than Cody Rhodes. I'm going to toss this to the birthday boy himself, Nostalgia Freaks Captain Cal. (laughs) When you hear this coming from one half of Team 3D, What's 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 the first thought that comes to mind? I mean, if we're headline headline headliner, I mean he's not wrong. It's it's it is Dwayne the Rock Johnson is still Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and I think once the mainstream media would get hold of that press release saying that the rock was going to be at the 40th WrestleMania in, in the, the, the city of brother, brotherly love taking on Roman reigns. I think that's good. It, it, that could, there couldn't be a bigger match. I think, cause I, I want to say the story of Cody Rhodes is probably a better story because there, there there's a lot, of, we, we still haven't even really cracked the the Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes of it right yeah. now. They're just they're yeah. just squad. They're just undisputed tag team champions on a whim right now. Um, so I think in the long run, we'll probably it'll probably end up being a better uh, end result with Cody Rhodes because of the way they're trying the, the journey they're taking to get there. But if if you want to pop a rating. The pop a pop in attendance. You're going to get Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and that is going to be the headline. I don't care what you're talking about. Everybody's going to want to have something to say about that. Yeah, I mean the mainstream part of it. You're you're right, and and I guess the the other question of this about this is Brian. I'm wondering your thoughts. Like what's with with the current storyline the way that it is with Cody and Jay being the tag team champions. 
and you know Roman's going to show up this weekend or this week, I should say, on SmackDown. Like, what's what's the percentage that you would put it at right now that it is going to be Rock versus Roman versus Cody versus Roman? I would say, I guess I'm gonna be an optimistic, nostalgia freak and say sixty percent <laughs> Rock, forty percent Cody. Gosh, mm. um, I honestly think. I understand exactly what you're saying, Cal, but I think you can tell just as good of a story with The Rock. Um, of course, it's going to pop the ratings, but you look at the history of just the hot chief Peter Marvia, the whole Anawai family. They right. could go deeper in things that we don't even know about. Uh, I previewed it later on the show, but last night with The Rock's shoot daughter mm-hmm. being backstage with Paul Heyman. With I'm Paul in the gym Heyman, this yeah. morning. And I'm watching, I just looked at that clip again, and I'm thinking like, man, the things that he would say to The Rock if they have his daughter in the bloodline and The Rock doesn't conform or bow to the tribal chief, like, that's going to go crazy. So there's so many different ways. I do agree that he is a bigger headliner than Cody Rhodes, but I think that with this you elevate everything around because no matter what, we all know Roman Reigns is like the best thing in wrestling right now. Uh, We know that he is mainstream, but he's not The Rock. Right. Maybe. So Roman beating The Rock, inserting Cody, elevates everybody. And then even if it's next year, even if you give us a preview, a teaser, but next year, everybody's stock goes up because it's like, okay, now that's the guy that beat The Rock. That would be what people who don't watch wrestling anymore, they would be saying that. Oh, you talking about that Roman Reigns guy. Yeah, we know we seen him beat The Rock last year. Now we got to see if this Cody guy can beat him. Do you think that that may be what they do? That the, the plan would be The Rock finally gives Roman the push he needs to be in the mainstream eye mm-hmm. to in turn go immediately to Cody? I think so. I think it just helps everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think it helps everybody in the long run. Look what did with Cena. If The Rock, because again, we don't know. The strikes are still kind of up in the air. We don't know what's going on. Rock ain't going to make a movie right now. But the moment that changes, you realize that that plan is probably going to be right out the window, right? Like the, that, that, the, 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 the rock at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia next year mm-hmm. feels like it's, it, it's, it's a solid plan that feels like it's on wet cement right now. Well, it Ooh. feels like they're splitting the difference with it right now, right? Where they're, they're still keeping Cody in the mix a little bit. They're still keeping right. him associated. Um, and like at any point they could flip that switch mm-hmm. given his association to Jay and therefore the rest of the bloodline and, and Roman Reigns. So I, I feel like that's what they're doing because to your point, they don't know yet. They they don't like this is we're talking five, six months from now. Right. And you know, like you said, the, the, the strikes haven't ironed themselves out fully yet. I mean, I get if you had to put truth serum in, uh, in, in Paul Levesque right now, he'd probably say, you know, that they want to gear up for Roman uh, rock at Mania right. at 40 in Philly. My b- 
biggest question with that, and I'm curious both of your thoughts on this, is if it is Roman Rock, does any of the momentum towards that being the main event at 40, does any of that get lost with this being two part-timers feuding? Because, that, 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 you know, no disrespect yeah, to Roman. That's no, essentially that's what he question. is. Right? Like, mm. my guy hasn't shown up to work in two months. You well, know? I, uh, I, I think, and Brian H. Waters, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's what the bloodline would just call vacation. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, like you said earlier, he's going to be back Friday, and I think he's not going to be away for a bit. You figure he's got, uh, there's Saudi Arabia, he's got a mm-hmm. match lined up there. I don't know if they announced, who's, who's just, did they announce who the opponent's going to be? Not yet. For, for Crown Jewel? No, not so. yet. So, so he, Seth has his opponent, but he doesn't. Roman does not. We know we know Roman's supposed to be wrestling early November. I'm going and I'm going to assume that this is going to snowball into the, the only thing Paul Heyman's been doing is calling Roman Reigns every time something happens. So <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a number of different avenues he can go to from now to WrestleMania. So I think Roman's going to be. I, I I just wonder if because if The Rock's going to do it, like you you really got like. A year or two. I, I don't think you. I don't think you can wait too much longer for right. that final rock match. So if, like you said, if you gave Paul Levesque the truth serum, I, I imagine he would have a, a two part answer. The first part would be if we could get the Rock for WrestleMania forty, we're going to get the Rock for WrestleMania forty. If we, but if part B is if we can't get the Rock for WrestleMania forty. This Cody storyline is going to be cooking. And if they do get rocked, that storyline can still cook. Again, it's been a year. It's been a year. There's been some bumps in the road, some injuries or whatever, but he's a tag team champion, right? I don't like the vision of four singles wrestlers on a Raw segment battling over tag team titles when there's so many other tag teams around, but he can, there's things you can do with Cody Rhodes right now that can be a, 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 the exit ramp that can go right back onto the road of, you know, the story, the, the eventual story with Roman Reigns, if they want to do it at 41 or whatever, like you guys are, you know, bringing up. I think there's a way to delay the Cody Rhodes storyline if you can get The Rock. But if if The Rock can't do it, you got something cooking right there. You might as well let it happen. If if it does end up being Rock Roman, right? And, and again, they're keeping Cody nearby. What does Cody end up doing at Mania? Because I think the part of that thought process was, oh, CM Punk might be back, right? And, and if mm-hmm. if you were to believe the the latest report is literally that we just kind of looked at right before we hit record uh, yeah. this morning, is that Punk doesn't seem to be in WWE's plans anymore, at least not, you know. And, and uh, look again, five six months from now, that could change, right. but. Given that, that information, and assuming it's Rock Roman, what is Cody's WrestleMania direction? If you had to predict it now. Uh, what you think? It, it's, it's tough. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I was trying to map it out too, well, I, because it's, it's I mean, always been Roman, but it's, now well, it's again, not. For, for, for a lot of people, it's always been Roman, but again, think of, think of Jey Uso. For a lot of people, main event Jey Uso, it's always going to be Jimmy Uso. But right now, again, he's an undisputed tag champion with Cody Rhodes. I, I think you, you, if you wanted to, you could probably ride out this for a bit. 
if you yeah. wanted to ride out the, the Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes thing on Raw, at least for the rest of the year, maybe they start beefing sometime around Raw. They lose the titles and start beefing again or something like that. I think there's a there's a number of, of things you could probably do. And realistically, it's Cody Rhodes. You put him out there one, what do you want to talk about? JD McDonough or whatever, or, or mm-hmm. whoever it's going to be, and they just build a feud. I don't think Cody can... Uh, he, he's been stardust before. He knows how to... Uh, to, to, to work the magic but uh I think there's there's things you could if you want to insert him in a intercontinental thing or something like that again you already say that Gunther. You, you could do a lot there's, I think there's things you could do with Cody um storyline wise if you just wanted to point him in that direction because even with Gunther you look at the Royal Rumble the yes. moments him and Gunther yeah. had last year and Triple H kept saying that you know there's stories within stories mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. in the Rumble um you know and then he's on special attraction status if you say, all right, throw Logan Paul uh, against him. Right. You know? Uh, shoot, turn him heel, throw him against Bad Bunny. Uh, you know, I, I think him <laughs> kind of giving, revealing too much about the world heavyweight title mm-hmm. takes him away from challenging Seth Rollins or whoever that champion may be because he's kind of already admitted, like, nah, this isn't the one. I think if we didn't know that, we could go that route. Right. I, I, feel he, I feel like they've doubled down on that too much now, right? Because mm-hmm. if yes. that was, if that's the path that they diverted to, right? If it's Rock Roman uh, for, for the undisputed title and you left that lane open for the world heavyweight title for Cody, I don't think anyone would have been mad about that. Right. right? Because now, right. but now they've gone so much the opposite way mm-hmm. to Brian's point. And even, you know, on Raw, Michael Cole low-key calling him out and be like, is this, you know, are you finishing your story or whatever he said to him? Right. And it's it's now it's at the top of our minds and it's it's kind of Roman or bust, <laughs> right? Facts. For for Cody. And look, again, the, the WWE is really into this long-term storytelling thing right now. So again, this mm-hmm. could be a 41 play. But yeah. how, how patient can we all be, I guess, is is kind of my question. Hey, and that's that's a question y'all got to answer yourselves. The TikTok nation, your nostalgia freaks you. You want your <laughs> your, your dopamine hit right now, and you need the video wow. instead of the, the re. It's facts. I mean, it, 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 it. I we I remember having this conversation with a couple of people on the car ride to WrestleMania Night Two earlier this year. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to teach with Roman Reigns' reign alone. They're trying to teach you patience. They're trying to teach you that mm-hmm. these things can be happening for a while. And again, the stories within stories can happen. Think about how many individual stories have gone on in the bloodline. But I think at the end of the day, they want they they would love if people were okay because they tried it with Brock Lesnar, not coming in all the time and being champion all the time. People hated it until Brock was out there about to wrestle. Roman Reigns has been kind of, people said the same thing, but you can't deny the bloodline. When the bloodline's kind of falling off, you, I think that the volume on that Roman Reigns champion not being around <laughs> stuff gets turned up a little bit. But uh, I, the WWE, there, there's a reason why Gunther is beating, you know, all of these records. There's a reason why Roman's holding the title for this long. The Usos. The, it, it, think about what the, the title reigns that have been going on. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. Bianca Belair and her reign, like, you know, there, there's a lot of examples. They they want you to to stop with the hot potato thought and 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 realize that people can hold these things can be happening for a bit. Yeah. 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 And look, I, you know, Dave talked about this on Monday with in in regards to Cody too, that 
you know, in the, the for the next couple of weeks, couple of months, even they might have bought themselves some time to figure this out, especially yes. with what they may have accidentally backed into with him and yes. Jay and that um, <laughs> that odd couple pairing. And you, you, the three of us were texting during <laughs> during what the press conference. Shout uh, out to on, whatever, on whoever was at, on bottle service that night. I appreciate y'all because uh, do you think wait do you think that Jay and Cody was because chi- they were first match, first yeah. match. So in in their defense, they've been Sorry. off work for like <laughs> three hours. hours. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I I totally get it. The fact that they let them out there is beyond hilarious to me. Like they, I, I, no one was I, like, Are "You guys good?" They just I was they let Jay night. go out there first. This is what I think happened. So, for whatever reason, the, all the stars align. I'm sorry for this sidebar podcast. I, I just, no, no, just, please. This is what I've been thinking about. All the stars align. Jay, Cody win the tag titles at the beginning of the show. Amazing. Boom. Everybody loves it. Great. The only other thing that they, because I imagine they probably both at a certain point want to dip. If you win the titles and you're the first <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. you want to leave. But they, the only other thing on their itinerary says, whatever time, uh, uh, scrum slot, 20 minutes. So they're like, well, damn, we got three hours to kill. I got a bottle or, you know, the bar's right there. <laughs> who I don't know what Cody and Jay's relationship was before. I imagine they've run into each other before, but they probably had a really good conversation because they knew we're champions. We're going to be chilling for a bit. That could have been the... I, I hope somebody recorded some of that. Probably was the illest little two, three-hour uh, session between the two of them. And then they had to go out and eat. Like, there, there yeah. was no way <laughs> you were getting anything... Uh, actually, you know, there was good content that came out mm, of that, that scrub conversation. But... Uh, the, oh, the, so good. <sighs> and first of all, you're right. I want to see the network special eventually yes. <laughs> in like a year or two where it's just their celebration on Cody's bus. But also th- they weren't the first grouping on that press conference. <laughs> right. They ran a bunch of people out there yes. before yes. them. So they, they gave them even more time to do oh, what gosh. they needed to do back there, which is all sorts of hilarious. And again, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do with the, uh, you know, and, and, and seeing which actual tag team they actually put, you know, drop the titles to and end up putting over right. um, in, in the short term here. But the, the Cody thing is getting interesting, especially when you think about if, if again, the end game here for 40 is the rock and that, that seems to be the direction that they're going in. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what his actual path is. I, the, the Gunther thing I actually love because right. I, you're, you guys are both right in that they have the rumble uh, storyline uh, that that's built in from last January that mm-hmm. they could play off of, and you know that's a absolute banger of a match. Uh, yes. that, that I, I think both guys, no matter the result of that match, would come out looking like a million bucks. So mm-hmm. that that's just a feud um, that I, that I would love to see. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well. I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. All right, next up on High Spot Headlines, John Cena says his final match is, quote, 
on the horizon. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have you guys play a little bit of fantasy booker here. Okay. Hollywood, I'll start with you. If you had to book it now, who would you have as John Cena's final opponent? <sighs> Can I get Randy Wharton? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm Leg- go legend killer. Legend okay. killer. I mean, I, I, that's legend. a big that's a big can you because I don't know what his situation yeah. is right yeah. now but that's yeah. a, I think it's a genuine question but sure yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's say I you can book yeah. it out it's, book it out for us it's, it's Randy Orton um we don't know if it's his last match going into it we kind of mm-hmm. have an idea but we don't know so then uh, Randy Orton and him have the match Randy Orton beats him and then he sends him home and then John Cena does the curtain call but yeah, I like that. I, I think I'm gonna raise the stakes a little bit. Um, if you give me John Cena for about a year, right? Well, John, no, yeah, give me John Cena about a year. Uh-huh. That gives Randy enough time to rack up whatever it is, sixteen title reigns. And now it's them two against each other. Who's gonna break Ric Flair's record? You know, shout out to Randy said this on a. Way uh, episode about over a year ago, almost two years ago now, with um, uh, Dave and Rosenberg, and he talked about it. Like he's like, man, look, I love this. How about you know? And Ric Flair's like either special guest referee or timekeeper or something. But that's the way I booked John Cena's last match. Randy Orton goes over, he breaks the record. No, you know what? No, we're gonna do a Trish Stratus style. I think John Cena deserves that. John Cena wins it. He breaks the record. Even if Randy gets it later, but John Cena gets that, mm. breaks the record, goes out on top. Oh, but it's you for have the world heavyweight title. Yeah. Okay. Not too many people get to do that, but I think Cena earns that, you know, consider everything he does. I know he doesn't care about wins and losses, but for the right. sake of his fans, you know, and the little Cement Cena his nation. goat status is what you're saying. Bingo. Okay. All right. I, I'm Okay, I'm into that, Cal. I, book book I, this out for us. I don't think Cena wins. I I, I don't think mm. Cena ca- just like Brian Danielson don't care about a title. I don't think John Cena cares about a win on his final. Like I I would. I think Cena understand understanding how the ruthless aggression era played out. I think he's going to want to put someone over. Um, and honestly, I'm not. It may be recency bias, but looking at NXT last night, one of the takeaways that I that I was coming with was. Are, are they about to do Cena Breaker? It felt like, like it didn't just feel like John Cena is going to be on the TV show, so his storyline is beefing with Braun Breaker. Like, and of course, mm. there was a thing with The Undertaker, which I guess was because Braun had badass. I'm assuming that's yeah. the, the storyline reason why Big Evil came out to, to beat him up at the end of the show. But there was a lot of tension back and forth with John and uh, and Braun. And I think Braun, I don't know if Braun's ready to be on the main roster yet, but I could see like Cena's final WrestleMania match being mm. a, a, a decent program with an upstart like a Braun Breaker. And then a Braun, and, and, and the, 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 the key, if I was booking it, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> before he loses the match, John Cena turns heel. <laughs> he, he he turns heel. <laughs> he finally he, does he, it. He, he he does this amazing like heel beat down on Braun Breaker, but somehow Braun Breaker gets the strength, picks him up, 
you know, attitude adjustment on on Cena, something like that, and then wins and, and gets the big pop. I don't know, but I if if you want, I, I, I'm going to get Cena to turn heel for y'all nostalgia cats out there, but it's going <laughs> to be maybe five seconds before the last three seconds of his career. I got a question. That's hilarious. You got questions? Go ahead. Fire away. Because I like it. So you would do that his last match, right? Yes. Now, last match doesn't necessarily mean last appearance. So does that mean we get John Cena coming back, being a heel, trolling? He just doesn't wrestle anymore? Like, when I think of a double turn, I'm thinking Brett the Hitman Hard Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that propelled Brett into a whole another stratosphere and obviously really kicked off Stone Cold being the anti-hero. I'm gonna, so you will give us what we want, yeah. but then take Cena away from us? I'm going to say this, and this, this is a shoot. In the last month and a half since Cena's been on SmackDown, the one thing I've not noticed, or the one mm-hmm. thing I've noticed is a lack of Cena sucks. There's always a let's go Cena, but there's not a yeah. Cena sucks. Yeah, I'll 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 give you the Monday after Raw. Cena opens the show. Mm. Why does Cena turn? He, what what you been the man? And he cuts that heel promo. Braun gets out there again. I don't know if he like put cake in his face. Like there's some like you know humiliation situation. And then you could do the Cena sucks, and he's walking out all disheveled. You know, hair all flopped over, whatever. And that's that's the last appearance. And then, what? you know, Cena comes out and he's like, yeah, hey, this is what pro wrestling is. This is what you do. You got to put the person over before you lead a territory. Like, and, and, and there's history. Like, I, it's all there. We just don't, you know, people want their people to go out on top. They want Undertaker raising his fist at the end of the show after he beat up some dude in the middle of the NXT ring. Like, that's what y'all <laughs> want at the end. But, you know, sometimes it can be the, the, I, the, I, the bad guy <laughs> gets his ass kicked and then that's the lead. This is hilarious. Like this, this is the best <laughs> fantasy booking you've done yes. since we started Tell this show. Tell some stories, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, Tell this is fun. a story. This is a heater. I, it's I his almost birthday. He's giving us gifts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell some fun. It's pro this wrestling. Is, what are we talking about? This is fantastic. I almost feel bad about pitching my final match now because it's so, no, it's so it. boring. No. It's so boring. <laughs> right. Bears I'll still I'll still throw it out there. I but now I've got to spice it up a little bit to no, compete with Cal. Um... <laughs> I think his last match, especially if it's going to be in the next couple months here, I'd want to see it be solo, Sokoa, mm. uh, to kind of get that rub. Because I feel like the conversation around Solo, what you know, is that you know he's he's kind of the future of, yes. of the company as a whole. But th- that conversation has kind of gotten stagnant within the last I don't know couple of months, and he's obviously sure. he's still been the muscle of the bloodline, and he's been really really good, but and. But to kind of elevate him beyond that and to kind of mm-hmm. give us more, to kind of give him more backing as, as someone who could thrive as a solo star, I mean, having him take the goat down would be freaking interesting, right? Like, what my initial thought was, should it be LA Knight? But LA Knight's already so over, it might not matter. Like, I don't think mm. he needs it. Um, and he's, he already has these, so he kind of has the rub already. Uh, yes. Having partnered with 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 Cena, so right. Solo taking this dude down and him being his last match, I think is. It, I don't think it would be a Baron Corbin Kurt Angle situation where you're like, no, you know, <laughs> in in future years, that's gonna be a trivia question, right? It's like who's Kurt Angle's final opponent uh, in WWE, right. and it's gonna take us a while <laughs> to get to Baron Corbin, right? But 
for Cena, again, same hypothetical when you're like, who's uh, you know, that trivia question? Who is his final match? And if you say Solo Sokoa, I mean, that would be freaking interesting. Uh, and yeah. I think I like that, that would give him, that, you know, you strap the rockets for him. Right yeah. uh, from there, I also think at the end, uh, at the end of Cena's last match, regardless if he's a face or a heel, I, I think he should leave something in the ring, and I think the thing that he should leave in the ring is his jorts. I think that would be just an incredible <laughs> shot. I don't, I don't just, know how the jorts yeah, know. end up getting left in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you know, uh, during the match, Solo tears tears him during, like that's that's the sign that he's gonna lose something yeah yeah I'm with it. yeah I'm with it. and then at the end you know solo leaves and then <laughs> the crowd's cheering for cena and cena's crawl he's you know he's crawling he's trying crawling, to get to yeah. his feet and he, there's just this shot of him looking at his jorts and that's when he knows it's over it's and over. then he he goes full triple h style takes mm -hmm. the jorts leaves them in the middle of the ring and, and then just does walks little, out does little you can't see me Walks up the ramp. <laughs> you can't see me the jorts and just walks away. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that actually that's smart because did, like didn't I'm assuming that Cena got the better hand of uh his feud with Umaga back in the day. So you know Solo could also uh, you know yeah little try full circle try exactly a, a nice little three sixty on the on uh, again with stories within stories. Yeah, ah, I, I I like all three. Yeah. of our potential matches. I think that, you know, they've got so many options mm -hmm. right now for Cena. And again, it's wild that he's just been a regular on TV. <laughs> just on TV. He's just a guy. Two months. Yeah, he's just, he's just a guy showing up everywhere. He's just a company mm -hmm. guy. This, like, I, we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit, but this mm -hmm. man was on NXT last night. Yeah, he's just happy to he be was on. He was on NXT. He was on WWE's developmental show. Right. And again, we'll, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. I'm just... Mm -hmm. The prototype. I took it back. The prototype was on the freaking... <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there because we have a lot to talk about about Back. the Tuesday Night Wars. But last one mm. here on High Spot Headlines. Ric Flair says Charlotte Flair breaking his record would be the biggest thing in wrestling. Um... Obviously, this is just Rick doing his thing, putting his daughter over again, and, and you know, as as you should, uh, you know, we're all we're all parents here. We we get that. Is what is Charlotte at right now? Is she at 14, 14 world title reigns? How, how close is she to actually doing? Let me check. Hold up, Charlotte Flair. She is uh, fourteen. Yes. So what? She's she needs two more to tie. Two more to three tie. more to break it. Facts. First of all, she's going to break the record, right? I I think that's that's a foregone conclusion. I I would assume I, it's, it's not going to be this year because she's kind of in a. I'm down to lose to everybody right now to, to, to prop people up mode right now. So mm -hmm. I, I've been wondering if she's going to get to 16, it, when? And, and what, what's her schedule? Because I also, the 
Shouts out to wrestling content on the ring. The last time we had a, a feature with her, she was kind of looking towards what else she could do and not just pro wrestle. If, if she want, if there's if there's anything out there in the world of Hollywood or stuff like that, and I don't know, she's been in WWE for for you know the, the better part of this year. But well, yeah, great. it's uh, it's I, I I think it's 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 fair to say that Charlotte Fair's probably got two or three or four title help, title reigns in her. Yeah, hundred percent as long as she's healthy. Would this be the biggest thing in wrestling when she hits 17 title reigns? I don't think so. And I think mainly because we kind of feel like someone were forced fed. Um, when yeah. you got Big E on TV saying, if you're Charlotte Flair, that'll happen next week. That kind of like right. brings out what we've all been thinking, but we use like one of those things, you know, we know it. You ain't have to say it. Right. Yeah. So it felt like a lot of those reigns just like, hey, here, here, blah, 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 you know, hot mm-hmm. potato. Where, I mean, I wasn't around during the first, I say, seven or eight of Ric Flair Tower. Like, I can remember watching when they said, could he become number 12 tonight? Right. And to my knowledge, when I go back and look, it didn't feel like, let's just drop the title here so you can win it in this town, or let's drop the title. It felt like, when I watched the DVDs, obviously that's retrospective. You know, Cal would have a better understanding. Oh, it no, felt it like deal. they were legitimate. Yeah, big deals. And that's the problem I have. I would even say with John Cena's title reigns felt like a bigger deal. Um, you know, like Fair. the fact that if he's, you know, we talked about him being so close to the record, it would be a huge deal. I, and I understand like one of the things Flair did say too was what it would mean for like women empowerment, especially for her to have the mm-hmm. record. Facts. I just think that as much as I hate to say it because I respect her beyond her last name, but I think because it's Flair, it's Charlotte Flair, and we've seen the back and forth, the hot potatoes, I think mm. that takes away from this being the biggest moment in professional wrestling. Yeah, I... I, I, I when, when Ben first asked the question, my initial answer is they could make it a big deal. I, and I think they would. If 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 they were if Charlotte Flair was on the run for that 16th mm-hmm. win, like when, whenever that matches, whether it's on Raw or on a pay-per-view or whatever, that's going to be one of the marquee matches of that event, I think. Just just off of that alone. I I, I don't again, just like we were talking about earlier with the records and things like that, the way Paul Levesque and WWE approaches titles is a little different these days. And I think they would try to play that up. You saw what they, how they played up New Day Usos, you know, wrestling for the tag titles on, on, on TV, you know, was it last year? Or it was last year. Last year. Whenever it happened. Whenever it happened. Um, I think you're right, Brian H. Waters. I think there were a number. I was actually looking at uh, Cage, just the cage match. I was looking at Ric Flair's title reigns. Fun fact, his, he was a month into his first reign the month I was born. It's crazy. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, oh, wow. the, key, the key to a lot, because you figure when I was getting into pro wrestling was like the late 80s. So I remember like his sixth reign, he was a 452-day champion in his sixth reign. And that was after reigns that were like almost 800 days. He had like three separate reigns that were 400 plus days before the 90s. You feel what I'm saying? So I th- he when he was champion, 
it, I don't want to say it meant something, but there was a lot of weight to those reigns because he had that title a calendar year and he wasn't just wrestling in one spot. He was going to your town and your hometown back home and, and going across the country overseas and everything like he was doing the damn thing as a champion so it's it's and it's it's not mm-hmm. to throw any shade on charlotte flair's reigns at all but if you were to look at some of those it's a lot of hot potatoes just like a lot of rick flair's later reigns as pro wrestling tv change some of those are like 30 day 20 day reigns maybe some are a little shorter right. i'd have to go back and check mm-hmm. but uh you know pro wrestling change as rick flair his his career evolved so but again when it was time for that retirement time, just like when it was time for the streak to matter. WWE knows how to turn that up. So I think they can make a 16th title chase, a 17th title reign to kind of, if she makes 16 and is going for 17, they're going to push the hell out of that. And I think they may even do it around, you know, a big woman's, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, month or a specific day or something like that. I know exactly where you're going. I, th- I think that they they would probably I, I try to make this that idea play real quick. Go ahead. What if they had evolution too? Would that's that the help? main event? It, they, or I th- would I, yeah. that also feel forced because we put in the evolution just it so we can get this rain? If if they were to bring back evolution just so Charlotte Flair could make history. It, it would feel away. I because mm-hmm. I actually like the concept of evolution. I was kind of frustrated when it was it ended up being a one-off event. I figured they were gonna try and keep it going. Um so maybe establish that now <laughs> in two, three years' time, whenever Charlotte gets to that number. Hopefully <laughs> there's if you want to do that, hopefully there's an evolution that's there. Um, but yeah, if you were to bring it back and then be like, and then the main event's gonna be Charlotte Flair facing blah 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 for this number of title reign potential. It's it's gonna look like you're forcing it. I'll I'll close this topic out with this question for both of you guys. Given the way that you know the Triple H era um, has kind of viewed titles, what's the bigger deal now? Is it number of title reigns or is it length of title reigns? Because they, they've really gone in on, you know, Roman's been champion for X amount of days. Gunther right. is now the longest reigning intercontinental champion. Uh, the, you know, the the, uh, the Usos, uh, in, in terms of their their tag team title reign. Like, obviously, when, you know, anyone on commentary, when Michael Cole introduces certain people, <laughs> he'll always say an X, you know, John Cena's a 16-time world champion. Charlotte Flair is a 14-time world champion. And, and that's part of their introduction. Right. But... Which which one is a bigger deal now? Because to your both of your guys' points, like the number of reigns is, is there's probably some hot potato that's involved, but it's also you've also lost the title that right. amount of times, right? right. So there's, there's an aspect of reminding that's people that you've lost. Brandon always says, yeah, you, you, just just because you're you're a 14 time champion means you lost it 13 times. But I, I right. think, um, I I want to say. That a lot people probably remember the if you have multiple title reigns, like there's a big deal about being a Grand Slam champion where you're acquiring different titles. And I think if you were to have this one title and it kind of feels like you kind of have some ownership on it, if at will you could be like a seven time, eight time champion during your career. But I think a the the length of time that you hold that title 
now is starting to become a big deal. But I think more important, and this is the conversation that the, the, the community has, look at Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. They always go to the quality opponent that they had. Oh, well, you know, and, and you get knocked off. Well, you know, Jordan was doing this, but nobody could play like Jordan back then, or LeBron's playing here, but LeBron's playing against Curry and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I, I think when you, when you, because when people have that Roman Reigns conversation about the bloodline era, you're going to, you have to look at the top tier people who were in the WWE at that time. And when you mm-hmm. see that he checks the list and he knocked off everybody, but the two or three that people still name, you know, the Seth Rollins and the Bob, like you can name the two or three people on one hand that he hasn't beaten in this reign. It's, I think that's going to start trumping a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, cause you, you could be a, you could be a, a team. You could be a United States champion for four years. But if that, quality of champion or quality of competitor is the 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 worst of the mid card or you know you're getting like all all you all your reigns have been like five minute matches i mean look at jade cargill and the way people talk about that that reign which is the longest reign in aw currently on the books for her, her tbs championship reign but if you actually look at how that title was booked and how she was booked week to week to week or i guess every two weeks to three weeks or whatever, there wasn't a lot of oomph there. And they were just throwing any woman that was ready to wrestle or was, was being thrown at her. So it, it can diminish what should be a great reign. So yeah, I, I think as we, as the game's going to be changing and as a better crop of competitors going to come up, that question of, well, who did they wrestle during that reign is going to be more important. I think. Brian, what are you thinking? Number or, or- the length of their reigns. I I used to think the number. Mm. Uh, and I think because like growing up, I remember when it was a big deal. Like I remember when Razor Ramon became the first three-time Intercontinental Champion, right? right. And it felt like a big deal. And then when um, Hogan was the five-time WWF Champion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this like you said, the, the, when you look at both of them, I, I'm looking at the length of the reign Especially the way I like the way WWE does it. Now, you remember when, like, Dean Ambrose had the U.S. title? It was like a prop. Even to the point Roman said, like, dude, you got the belt. You don't defend it. Uh, but then you look at Roman's reign. You look at, I mean, Gunther. What he's mm-hmm. doing is incredible. Yes. And making, elevating other wrestlers. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. more so leaning now towards the length of the reign, especially how hard it is to do in this day and age yes. where we looking for that quick pop in this microwave society. I never Talk thought. Talk to him. Yeah, I never, never thought I would enjoy a world champion holding the title for three years. And y'all know, I don't want to see Roman lose. I want to see him break <laughs> Hogan's record, right. which would be September 2024. Damn. Let's um, go. Would love to see him break Bruno's. Don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I'm not crazy. Um, love you, Stack Guy Greg, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I would love to see him go another year mm-hmm. because of the storytelling that's happening with these records. They're not just holding on to the title. These people are looking unbeatable. Even when you go back to Oscar and Shayna. In NXT, they just look unbeatable. So right. I'm 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 leaning more towards the uh, length and the quality. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean the, the long term storytelling. I feel that they've 
kind of leaned into more um, in WWE specifically. Mm -hmm. It makes me think that they're starting to lean that way too. But I mean, to Cal's point with with someone like Jade, right? I, I feel like that was, I feel like that was more so a failure on AEW's end, right? In terms of how they thousand percent booked her, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to like does it does a length of rain versus a, a number of rains, you know, like what's that comparison like? So it, it is, I think it's harder to do the length of title rain thing because again, people get bored so easily, right? Like everyone's attention span is is shorter than it's ever been. Um, right. And there's a reason why everyone was so mad. Not everyone. Certain people were mad after WrestleMania this year, right? When Cody didn't, didn't finish the story and I Roman won. Is there, okay and, and 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 look, we're here now. Everyone's fine with it. But you hear the same thing now with with Seth's title reign, right? His current title reign. People are saying the same shit. Like, oh, right. you know, Seth, uh, I'm I'm tired of him as champion. But in in the grand scheme of things, he's putting on banger matches. He's he's his his character is as interesting as it's ever been, and it's really hard to do that. So when it can be done well, it's uh, I prefer that now. Right, like it took right. me a while to come around on, on the Roman thing, and I make, you know, I make all these slights and these jokes about him showing up for work. Uh, but when eventually he does lose the title, mm -hmm. the whoever does end up beating him is going to have so much cachet uh, and legendary status of ending one of the greatest reigns of all time. Right? It's it's not, you know, beating John Cena. Wh whoever who whoever beat Cena. Uh, you know, to end his 14th title reign versus the person who ends Roman mm -hmm. Roman Reigns' current reign, like that comparison, I don't think is even close. It's going to be we're going to talk Facts. about more who beat Roman, Facts. you know. So it'll be interesting to uh, to kind of see how this all shakes out. But it's uh, in, in terms of you know the uh, when, when Charlotte does get to this breaking the record, sure. how we you discuss know? it. You know what's I think crazy? It's, it's gonna be a big deal, though. It's it's still gonna be a big deal. You know, I'm I'm looking at her title reigns now. You know what's interesting? She's only got five five reigns that have been over a hundred days. Her longest, her three longest reigns. All right, her the 258 day NXT Women's Champion. But this was almost 10 years ago. That was uh, 2014 yeah. is when she won that title. Her reign as Divas champion is 196 days. That was her second title reign completely. The only reign that trumps that in days was her sixth reign as SmackDown Women's Champion back in 2021. That was 198 days. The majority of these, uh, there's a lot of these that are like five day reigns. She's had some one day reigns, like, but a number of these are maybe like a, a month in chains. Like, so it's, it's, uh, it's, Charlotte can lay claim because I think Charlotte can be that person, but mm -hmm. she could back it up for sure. But it's it's gonna be WWE putting in like who I hope somebody's cutting that video now because you you gotta you gotta make those wins look a certain way when we're doing this <laughs> lead up to the 16 because I remember with Taker like that the streak made a, the streak was great when you know they made it great but yeah. them Kamala matches and them Superfly Snooker matches those were the bathroom breaks for me when I was growing up as a Wrestlemania watching kid like that streak wasn't all that until they made it that so you mean Giant Gonzalez 
He wrestled him in SummerSlam. He didn't wrestle him in WrestleMania. <laughs> Y'all Undertaker matches aren't the same as my Undertaker <laughs> matches growing up. That's all it is. And I'm saying y'all got the bet. Y'all got the uh, the better. It didn't better get real until he faced Kane. If we being honest, facts. No, maybe facts. That's he, Yeah, but D- Kane was like okay because even the match with Sid was like. Bruh, you could have. We could have closed the show after Austin and Brett. Facts, but think, <laughs> but think of how long. Because I, I, I even think back then they weren't acknowledging it as a streak. He was just winning matches. Yeah, you're What's just winning. FTB Flair. Um, that's when they acknowledged. It. That's what it was. It, it, but, I mean, but sorry, FTB Triple H. But but think of but think of what they have to do. Like you, they ha- at a certain point they had someone had to say, well, Dan, what what's going to be the story for Undertaker at mm-hmm. WrestleMania? And they just happened to look at the stats and said, oh, boom, there's actually a streak going on. But it didn't mean anything. Whereas, but we'll we'll yeah. see what happens with Charlotte. Well, I think this is a great segue for us to uh, take our own bathroom break because yes. we've got some more Undertaker stuff to talk about oh, right no. after this. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less, and 1 because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. And we are back, and we've got a first here on Wednesday Worldwide. Uh, There's no they said what today, because it's the very first time since we started doing this show that we're comparing competing episodes of NXT and Dynamite because a Tuesday night war happened last night (laughs) thanks to some playoff baseball that's happening tonight mm-hmm. on TBS. And and let's start here before we talk through each show a little bit more in depth. Cal, I'm going to throw it to you first. Uh-huh. Which company put on the bigger show? AW or WWE? Let's give the people what they want off rip and then we'll, we'll talk more uh, about each show. The bigger show? Or just which was the better show? The better show. Oh, yes, yeah. may be a different... I think... AEW had the match of the night. I don't care what was on NXT. Starting that show with Danielson and Strickland and and my man Danielson 
coming out on top. That was that was a banger, and I'm glad they didn't have no commercial breaks. There was no picture in pictures, no nothing. We you got to see all that, and they both did a very good job in that bout. I will say that too. Um, but they the the. <laughs> The the brawl at the end of AEW is, did, didn't uh, excite me, but I think the end result, that image in the ring of Danielson, Cage, and uh, Adam Copeland, uh, it, the story they're trying to tell. I, I'm, I think I think NXT ended up having the bigger show, though. I think NXT ended up having the bigger show. There were too many names. Cena was very active. The Undertaker thing at the end. I good, bad, or indifferent about what exactly happened there. We'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, I, I, there's some moments from that NXT show that are lasting. How we were even talking about, you know, Dwayne Johnson's daughter talking to Paul Heyman in a random room. That's a conversation that people are having on its own. And I think, not, not to say that AEW didn't do that stuff, but I think there were different things that were done on that AEW show. And I, that, um, I was not into that Adam Copeland main event as a match. As I, it, it, mm. it, 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 the whole thing felt wrong to me. I, I, or it felt <laughs> off to me. If for Adam Copeland's first match, I'm surprised that his entrance was him running to the, darting to the ring to then get, have someone grab his foot. And then he just gets the crap beat out of him for like a couple of minutes. And, and like, <laughs> it, it was just that. Like, I, I don't want to say I had expectations because I, I really didn't. I was just wanting to see what they were going to do with the edge. I wanted to see what they were going to do with the Adam. <laughs> Air horn Air horn his ass. I heard that one. I was looking to see what they were going to do with the Adam Copeland situation. And based off of like last week's Dynamite and Collision, I wasn't really like anticipating something amazing. I figured it was just going to be, let's let's see what they do. And I saw yeah. it felt very WWE, if I'm going to be honest with you. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right, that, cool. So, Let's look at the scoreboard. We're looking at the scoreboard. WWE is up 1-0. one nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Cal. All right, Brian H. Waters, who was the big winner of the Tuesday Night War in your eyes? NXT, and it wasn't even close. Damn. Um, sure, it was a good match. Um, Damn. You know, it, it, and there was some other ones that were solid. But, you know, when I saw, man, when I, look, we, we can talk about the, the the hard hits, right? The the you know the Cena's, the Takers, but Dragonov Dom, yes. you know it, it was Oof. one of those matches. Like we like I'm a huge Dom Mysterio fan, but I'm not crazy. He's not, you know, he's not Roman Reigns, he's not John Cena. So for Dragonov, and it was kind of like yeah, they reminded us that too. Like Dom, mm. for all intents and purposes, is on the level of the NXT superstar, so he shouldn't be unbeatable. So right. for him to like. You know, go, at first I thought it was a title for title match. I was like, oh man, he about to recapture the belt. <laughs> I was and thinking then, the same thing. <laughs> but, you know, uh, just to go out there, one thing we've seen is dumping, working, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I always thought, honestly, when I first saw his first match, his debut, I thought he was better than what I anticipated with him being, you know? Right. But it wasn't like, like, he wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting him to be like, Oh, so great and polished, but he's better than what I thought he would be, and he mm. just keeps getting better, right? But then to have like Oscar not only wrestle uh, Roxanne Perez, but also just interacted with the other ladies backstage. Yeah, that so was good. that's what it was for me with between the vignettes, the backstage stuff, everything. They put on a show, 
And it was like, yeah, it was kind of like the NXT homecoming. You had the legends come there, but they yeah. didn't dominate the show. They didn't take over. And it felt like what it, what it felt like to me was, and I, and I tweeted, and, and I kind of got some heat at Brian H. Waters, but there's more people that actually agree with me. It's like, please don't ever go head-to-head with Sean and Triple H. Checkmate, hashtag WWE NXT. I felt this. If Tony Khan wouldn't have went on his Twitter wars oh, from the get-go, <laughs> he was it tweeting. probably would have been a regular show. It probably have been fine, you know? Just it it was his NXT. birthday. I, I think he was, he was really feeling himself it. yesterday. And I get it. It was his birthday, but what a birthday gift. He really, you know, they said, all right, we got guns. And we got yeah. big guns. And, and they called him out and let's see the type of show. Like, NXT was something that even if AEW would have came on Wednesday, I still feel like this show would have been one that we would still be talking about. But even mm. if you take out the legends, you still had your matches in there and your moments in there that still made it a great show. So I, I thought they just blew him out the water. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> t- Tony Khan's Twitter fingers were uh, were an interesting development, <laughs> you know, uh, on Monday. Uh, there was just, I was just, there was so many copy paste that I had that I was about to send you guys. It was just super late your guys' time. So like I didn't end up sending it, but it, Man, it was just joints. wild. <laughs> I think it was like one o'clock your guys' time, and I was like, "What is what is TK doing, man? Like this is insane." Um, But I mean, in terms of the better show, Mm -hmm. I yeah, I I think it was NXT, and I don't think as to echo Brian's point, I don't think it was particularly close. Wow. Uh, But I do agree with you, Cal, that that Swerve Danielson was was the match of the entire night. Right? There there were four hours. Of professional wrestling on last night, and that was the best match. It goes, Hands down. It but goes. Swerve Danielson, Tony Storm's uh, four minute, uh, what was it called? Lovers Lament or whatever it's called. And then it's everything. Yeah. Then you can get, rank them out you want to rank them. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the Dragunov Dom match was, was yeah. nothing. To, like that was not a bathroom break. That was nothing you could skip because it was. At all, it was actually right. an incredible match, right? And and that's a tough spot for Dom, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously he's on the main roster, but he's also taken on one of the best wrestlers, or mm-hmm. arguably the best wrestler in NXT right now. And he's he's you know he's obviously NXT champion, but Dom hung in with him, man. Like he didn't. Exactly. He didn't look like he didn't. He. The, it, it easily could have been a situation where that match happens and you look like, oh God, Dom doesn't belong. You know, and it's it's all good and well to to boo him and not let him talk, and the, you know the mommy thing is great. But if he can't go, like you know he that that him. will wear off at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I think he, he he proved a point last night with all that. Now, the show itself. I mean, again, there was one show that ended with the Undertaker uh, <laughs> coming out on a motorcycle and choke slamming somebody, and it wasn't AEW, right? And it was again, it it didn't. Look, a lot of this heading into it, it, it felt like they were they were they were going for it, right? They, they it felt like they were purposely doing it, and and they were purposely doing it, right? Um, and a lot of these appearances felt, you know, it, it, it felt a little much. But Brian's right in that the way that they sprinkled it in, it didn't feel like it was being shoved down our throats too much. I mean, obviously, mm. the 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 funkiest part was maybe making Cody the GM. Of the night, right? Which I don't think they really needed to do. But no, also, I, I think that think I, I think they realized that his two major announcements 
weren't all that major. Like bringing back right. the you know the Dusty Classic is great. Bring you know having the men's breakout tournament is is cool too. That's that probably big they, for they, Dusty Classic specifically. Is probably really big for him to be able to say that on TV as a pro wrestler. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's a big and, and moment Kat, for him personally. Kaz called this right. Yeah, on Mass mm-hmm. Man, that this is probably what was going to to be the major announcement. But mm-hmm. to give Cody a little extra cachet, making him you know guest GM, in that sense, made some sense. Right. Um, but <laughs> I mean, the. <laughs> It was it was it was such a trip to just see. Well, I talked about this earlier. To see Cena on on NXT is one mm-hmm. thing, right? To see the Undertaker on NXT was just mind boggling. I was I was I was watching the show last night, um, on the iPad, and my wife walked by and she did a double take. Again, she's she's the most casual of of casual wrestling fans. She mm-hmm. watches it only because I watch it, and. She saw what I was watching. I had my headphones in. And I was just watching. She taps me on the shoulder and she says, is that The Undertaker? <laughs> and like that, again, in terms of a show and who you're pulling in, like it it worked. And again, look, that's a, that's a very small sample size. <laughs> that's, that's one person who lives with a wrestling fan. But I mean, <laughs> the show, when you look at the shows itself, uh, themselves, I, I, I think... You know, WWE just or, and NXT just just crushed it. They they, yeah. they they delivered. Did it? All right. I don't want to go off on a rant, but did it have to be this no, Undertaker? Like you mean American it, Badass Taker versus Dead well, Man Taker? To, well, because in, in my spare time, when when I do find time to watch rewatch pro wrestling, I recently rewatched the Boneyard match, the cinematic one between Taker and a. Uh, AJ Styles and I would have been like I know Takers got this deal with WWE and I don't know how many appearances he has to do and things like that but he these are things that he probably is contracted to do when it's time to kick somebody ass in the ratings and we need a Taker pop Taker you will pay for everything just come out for for a day or two I figured I was done with Big Evil at the Boneyard match. Like, I like I know there's only so many Undertakers that we, like, got to say goodbye to before, you know, he's no longer going to be at pro wrestling at all. But maybe it's because Big Evil's not my favorite. But the... Because I, I... Like, it's one of two questions, right? Like, that night, Paul Heyman christened Braun Breaker. But, but I didn't know he was badass Braun Breaker until Paul Heyman said it. And then he had it on his singlet. Yeah. So it's either one, one of two things happen. One, like it's like the bat signal when 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 Taker hears the words "badass" in a WWE microphone, he, like his bike revs up and he just has to speed out and figure out what the hell's <laughs> going on. Or two, and I don't. This is more sinister, and I don't think this is what happened. But he shook this man's hand before he went to wrestle. So I hope this wasn't the case. Paul Heyman set it up. Instead, maybe mm. maybe one of them times we thought he was calling Roman Reigns, he was really call the Undertaker, and he's like, "Look at this kid with the <laughs> stuff on his singlet. Look at these pictures." And and maybe he maybe mm. Paul Heyman said that. I don't know. It, it I was confused as as to why that warranted that response. 
do you think maybe, because that was also going on during the Adam Copeland situation, was Undertaker maybe talking to Adam Copeland or something? Because what you could take what he said about, what, what, how did he word it? He said, you may be, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially, you may think you're the biggest dog in this yard, but there's always going to be a bigger dog. Like, I, I, if you go minute to minute, segment to segment or whatever, I'd love to see what Taker did up against Adam Copeland in that main event. Or just like I would love to see how Danielson and Strickland did in the beginning versus the Asuka match when when that finally got going um, because th- those are the parts of the war where it's going to matter. That's why they did it. I mean, you know, you're right in terms of counter-programming for counter-programming. I mean, in terms of why this taker, you're right. Like, I don't know if we'll ever fully understand the, the complete logic. I'm I'm honestly just happy it's this taker because it means he's going to be riding that motorcycle down to the ring. And it's just, it's just a faster, <laughs> more efficient way to get Taker down. It took him a minute. It did. Long, he was revving up for a while. How long was there before, before they went to go look at, at Taker come out? It was like a good it, 15 seconds? It, it was a while. And also, may not be necessary to ride an entire motorcycle. For, like that entrance ramp in NXT is not that big. It's for, a small like, arena, yes. I, I think Taker could have, he could have walked that one. Now, if, we, if we're doing these Taker <laughs> one-offs and, and pop-ups at bigger arenas, I'm all for the motorcycle. Right, right. My guy in the last his last <laughs> couple of matches, it was taking forever for I him thought the dead to man get was done to the now. ring. And, and so yeah, yeah, I think that's that's one aspect. Of, I think that's the actual logical explanation yeah. for why we're going with this. I think to Cal's point of why at all, you know, it's a fair question. Again, I'm just and I mean I'm I'm splitting the difference here. I'm just happy. Look, I'm 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 always happy to see Taker. When he comes back, and I'm, I'm glad they haven't really, you know, had to pull that card uh, as often. But again, motorcycle taker is where I'm at <laughs> in my wrestling Wait. fandom because it's just it's just a more efficient way to get this dude out there. But let me let me ask a serious question. Let me, and we, I don't know Please. what else we have. But so you mean to tell me? Nostalgia freaks and ha ha. But when I question about the piece of nostalgia that I want to see, oh, Cal, you got it. This is what I be talking about. Oh, Cal, chill out. He dead. The dead man is dead. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk about wanting to see the real Undertaker and not the biker dude that rides a motorcycle. No, you can. I think Mark Calloway just don't want to want you to have that Taker no more. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am a okay on see if this is what I got to see if if I got to wait thirty seconds for him to rev up and and ride around and and to go in the ring and and, and it, what what Brown Breaker how did he lift up a microphone and you and got popped in the face come on like I got to I got to see this again I mean I don't think you have to see it I think this is a one off and he's obviously not good if if we see. If we see Undertaker again, which I don't think will be for a while, uh, I, is is the Dead Man thing like like? So you would have popped for the Dead Man thing. You would I pop more for the Dead Man thing. Is that I what you're don't saying? at the when all right? They started showing those commercials with everything that was happening at the end of the commercial. Doom. I associate <laughs> that with the wide brim. With mm. the long coat, okay. if y'all y'all could, I guess you. I, I, I is that part of the American badass version? Like the ent- is is it go dong and then na 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 or whatever the song is? Is that part of the entrance? Because I guess for, be. 
Because I don't remember if they did it last night. It would, it would drop the beat. Because right. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. like that song. I don't like. I mean, it could just be me. It could be <laughs> a, a me. I don't like this particular iteration of the Undertaker, and that, I'm a okay with muting or changing the channel. I, I I have to do it a lot with some of the stuff I don't want to bother watching on these shows. But I, I really, I wish that. I could get what I want. No, I'm just kidding. But I, like, I, I, it, it's just so weird to just be like, all right, I'm, I'm totally done. I, it's probably because I don't want to, you know, get this eyeliner on and I don't have to figure out like cutting my hair and like rolling these eye, my eyes in the back. Cause like the, uh, that's a whole, I imagine it's like a, for a 50 some year old man, it's like a whole day of like prep to be a, a, a old ass zombie beating people up for, for a half hour or whatever. I get it. He probably, he probably went fishing and said, Oh, I got to go do the wrestling and rode his bike over to, to the NXT <laughs> arena or whatever. Like it's a lot, a lot less maintenance. I get it. But the theatrics don't. I, I. I don't know. I'm. I'm more into lights turning off and all this. Shit. Like, g- give. Give me. Give me the Undertaker from Mania 25. I don't need to see the 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 early 2000s Undertaker. That's just me. Sorry. That, for my that, that's a. It's a fair. It's a fair assessment. I, the thing I'm most disappointed with with his appearance last night was that something obvious was sitting there, and that was bringing Booker T into the ring. And asking him to do a spin rooney like just yes. just bringing the shit full circle <laughs> and running that segment back, right. and then again just have Triple H come out to do it again. Shut like just all the same people trying to get him to do the spin rooney. I think would have been right. fucking hilarious. Uh, Did you and see they, the uh, smile on his face? Like there's a couple of shots of Booker T when Undertaker's riding around. He was happy to see him in in that arena. Yeah, it was that, yeah. that would that would have been amazing. Yeah, Carmelo yeah. could have done it too. Oh, oh man, that's that been... that, the, the ultimate rub. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah Carmelo Hayes do do a spin a Rooney with two freaking legends. Let, let's uh, b- before we wrap up the show, let, let's suddenly switch to the other side um, mm-hmm. of the dial, going to AEW, and there there were a couple of title changes um, Some stuff on the that show happened on that show last night. Mm-hmm. We have a new AEW Women's World Champion mm-hmm. uh, Hikaru Shida is is that champion now and three time. Three right. time, the first, the first three time champion, um, yeah. or the first three time women's world champion in AEW, and then uh, John Moxley was not cleared for competition right. against Ray Phoenix, and we therefore we have a new AEW International Champion in Orange Cassidy. Um, which of those two title changes piqued your guys' interest more? I'm gonna mm. say Sheeta. I when I I I I didn't catch zero hour, so I wasn't necessarily aware. I I totally missed that Moxley wasn't going to be wrestling. So when they announced Orange Cassidy as Phoenix's opponent um, before the match, I'm like, oh, Cassidy's winning because I I don't know I don't know what Phoenix's situation is either. But I think I feel he's like hurt he, too, right? Yeah, I feel like he may yeah. be hurt, and so I mean, that, and that match was not a long match at all. So I'm I'm not I'm I was not surprised by that one. Um, and realistically. I as the outcast has kind of been exploding and Tony Storm's kind of just been turning into this. I was more intrigued by that. Plus, I'm a Sheeta fan, so I wanted I was rooting for Sheeta regardless. Um, and I'm glad they gave the title back to her. I, I hope that they are able to book her better than they have in the previous two reigns, especially better than, you know, yeah. some of the pan the early pandemic reign. But uh 
you know, I I like her as a performer. I like her as a as a as a character. I just think they need to g- give her one of those dominant runs, like you give some of these other people, and really see how uh, how a crowd starts to react to her. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, featuring her more would be would be great. Uh, yeah. Brian, which of those two title changes kind of raised your eyebrows more? Um, I guess the women's championship. Uh, you know, because. <laughs> And, and maybe this ain't fair to say, but my thought was, well, I guess we're not getting Mercedes and Soraya for the she, title. Yeah, <laughs> no time soon. Yeah, uh, no time soon. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I, I just couldn't help but think about it because it, it was definitely a shot. And, you know, for Soraya's sake, maybe she can't handle the schedule. Um, and maybe, you know, she... I'm glad she had her moment over yes. in, uh, at home. Mm-hmm. Um but for Sheeta, I think it'll be great to see, like you said, hopefully she can get book stronger, feature more, because I need to know more about her as far as right. like what I'm watching. You know, I want to see more of her. I want to see her feature more. I don't want her to just be holding the championship. And it's like, oh, okay. Nah, like put her in the commercials, put her in segments, get like, show me who she is, you know, right. sell me on her. No, I agree. 100% agree. That's all I've been asking for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Hold on. It, is is that the masked man's music? Oh, shit. My God. <laughs> <laughs> David Shoemaker with the run-in here. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I couldn't stay away. I like, I, you know, I'm prepping my notes for the Masked Man show tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I just want to talk about it right now. This is the craziest <laughs> night in uh, modern wrestling history. And it was a Tuesday. So, yeah, well, here we are. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm going to put you on the spot right away. Which company put on the better show last night? WWE with NXT or Uh, AEW with Dynamite? This really is putting me on the spot. I will say, I will answer the question, but first let me say, Mm. both of these shows delivered exactly the way I wanted them to. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... AEW somehow did. I mean, they 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 there were some surprises on that show, some appearances we weren't expected expecting. Uh, we got a title change, you know, the whole they you know, and the and the in ring quality mm-hmm. was just off the charts. Well, I was yep. I was so excited about Danielson and Swerve going into the match, and somehow they over delivered like it to just the nth degree. Indeed, and WWE was just all spectacle, all yes. awesome, and. I would call it a toss-up, but I think I got to give the edge to WWE because they had because of everything that they put in there. I'm just really impressed. That the focus on the show was still the future of the company, Damn. as much as it was throwback. They mm-hmm. really put over Mello and uh, Braun and Dragonoff and Trick, you know, and, and obviously Dom's, you know, the present and the future of the company. Uh, I. I <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a mark for The Undertaker and for <laughs> seeing at this stage of my life, seeing John Cena get the get the laurels he deserves. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was just if I could only watch one show, that would have been it. Mm-hmm. And I was right. You know, you gather the family around that. It's just such a it's the spectacle is what sells it at the end. But I don't want to have to pick, you know, mm-hmm. those two like those. These are the two. The, this is both. Both of these companies were sort of at their best last night. Uh, and and uh, I, I just thought. It was just an incredible night of pro wrestling. 
Wait, David, I, I'm sorry. I've heard you speak a number of times on, on various podcasts about, because you grew up in my era of the flipping back and forth. And I was wondering if I was going to do that last night. So I want to know what your setup was, because I had one computer and then I had my laptop both logged into Hulu. Were same. you watching? That was you at the same? Okay. So cause I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody was actually trying to spend time, go back and forth between each show or if anybody even does that in 2023. I don't know what everybody else's setup is like, but in the streaming television age, the flipping doesn't happen fast enough. It's the mm. one thing that cable mm. still has over, over, uh, over, you know, over the top or streaming or whatever. Um, but we can have, as I did, NXT on the big TV and, and AEW on my, on my, you know, Damn, all things was... considered relatively large computer monitor. So, you know, it's, <laughs> that was... Our computer monitors at this point are like the TVs we were watching the Monday Night Wars on. That's you know, true. It's like at higher resolution. So, you know, it works out. That was my choice as well. If I guess the spectacle well, I had made other more people. Sense. I had the family in the room. They, you know, uh, I, I, my, when I buy tickets, when I buy tickets for my family to go see wrestling, it's like half the time it's about, oh my gosh, you got to see this person one last time. Wait, so, so was, was the, the audio was on like the big TV and like you had the AirPod in with, with AEW on at the same time? No, I just had the audio on super quiet and then I would pump it up and, and bother everybody when I needed I to see what was going on. AW. I would turn one up and turn the other one down for a little bit based off of what I was caring about. Okay, I'm sorry. That, that, my weird TV habit watchings are, or no, TV no, that, watching habits are over. <laughs> no, no, I think that's, that, but that's how he would have done the Monday Night Wars. I mean, yes. the, well, you know, practically, I look at my teenager right now. If, you know, the, the way that he would have done the Monday Night Wars is just have both windows open on his laptop and toggle True. the volume back and forth. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, and that's... The, uh, so, Dave, you answered the show the question on which show you enjoyed better. Now, for you, with the four hours of wrestling that you consumed at the same time, apparently, what was your match of the night? Mm. Given oh, the Danielson amount of, Swerve. Danielson yeah. Swerve by a mile. I mean, yeah, that was it was so good. Phenomenal. Swerve is one of my favorite wrestlers. I've said it a million times. Probably nobody got nobody got s screwed over in the launch of AE in the, in the initial AEW uh, NXT talent buy up talent mm -hmm. wars than than he did. And it's not that he did that WWE did him any particular great disservice, but I believe that if he had been a day one AEW guy, he would be beyond yeah. the pillars. He would I be he that. would be already be seen as one of the top three four guys in the company. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's about his talent more about it is, you know, than, than being misserved by WWE, but, but we're finally seeing him in that in get, you know, getting pushed into that position and, mm -hmm. and earning that position. And I think what the most, the thing that continues to surprise me is how game he is for everything, how up for the task he is. And you see him in there with Danielson last night. He's like, opens the match with chain wrestling, you know, stuff he's we've never really seen him do before on a big stage. Right. And he just can keep up and he walked. There is a certain thing that very few wrestlers have. I mean, it's not like, I'm not going to go into it factor stuff, but the way that someone looks when they're just circling their opponent in the ring, the way they carry themselves in the moments where nothing else is happening, there's a really, re it's a really elite tier. And, I'm, and that might not be the most important tier. Right. But, you know, I mean, there's definitely some people who, who can do, who, who just look like naturals in the ring who didn't get to that upper echelon. But he has that thing that so few people have mm -hmm. that he just looks legit. I mean, it wouldn't matter if he lost 100 pounds or gained 100 pounds. He carries himself a certain way. like a main eventer, like a guy who was born to be a pro wrestler. Right. And man, he is just so amazing to watch. We saw a lot of folks last night on both shows 
win by losing a little bit. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it wouldn't have, you know, been better in the short term if he had won the match or whatever, but he looked better going, I mean, coming out than when he went in, despite mm-hmm. the fact that, that he didn't win the match. Uh, and on that, should they have had him go over Danielson? I mean, with all that, all that you said about him, it's, it's, it's absolutely a thousand percent true, but does having him lose in this sense make sense for him right now? When, I don't know, a TNT title match might have been good. Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, you can quibble a lot with the setup, with the fact that they were going after the TNT title to begin with. I actually think this is the right move, uh, If starting from where we were starting last night. Because I think a TNT title reign would be a step back for him. It would be perceived as a step back for Mm -hmm. him. Whereas Danielson can really elevate the TNT title, or by being involved in the feud. And I think Swerve is, Swerve needs to have, Main event adjacent storylines until he's going for the big gold. That's it. And when when do you see that for him? Going after MJF in the title? Um, It's a good question. He and MJF are sort of on the same tier in terms of being real elite guys who aren't fully like knighted. You know, who aren't fully to, to borrow the parlance from the the Triple H news of the week. They, they aren't, you know, ensconced in the glory of the main event scene like some le- like a legend would be. Right. Um, multi-time champion. So, I think, I mean, my guess is that they'll be running parallel for a little while until yeah. until it really feels like it's the moment to pull the trigger. Or may- maybe MJF drops the belt and it's sort of against whoever, you know, you know, I, you, know you could, I could imagine more value being in like a Swerve Moxley main event feud or something like that or you know go run back Swerve Danielson I think that's really what we came out last night came out of last night feeling like is like they're, these guys we gotta yeah. put them in the ring as much as we can you know find the moments for it, well, it but but you know I, I don't think it's gonna be any time in the immediate future I just hope we don't wait for you know Adam Cole's whole body to heal three more times before we <laughs> move on to you know can, to thinking about MJF dropping the title not that he needs to drop the title you know urgently but you know it's I, it, I think I think it'll probably be a while. Just let's just hope it's not too long before Swerve gets up there. No, that, that that that's probably the biggest problem is that the, when you really start to think of who Tony Khan has in line in that main event scene, Swerve that that Adam Page win was very important. But that's also like the first the, they're billing as like the first big win for him. So I think they may mm-hmm. be taking some time with him for a bit. Clearly, him and Page have got some more work to do. But also, him and Mogul Assembly are already facing. Uh, mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club. So I think they're starting to build him more as a as a force in AEW. But in terms of the pecking order, I mean, Jay White's got November already. We I'm don't not know mad where, about that. Yeah, we, we don't know where Adam Copeland's going to be fitting into any of this. It seems like right now, Danielson may be a part of that Copeland Cage storyline. The way they were looking at the end of the, that show, that picture, it felt like there was some business going mm-hmm. on there. And Danielson feels like the type of guy that could work with Copeland as an ally or, you know, who, who knows mm-hmm. what they could do. But there's some potential over there. And I think Swerve's got some time to uh, to really grow more. By the way, my my abiding like kayfabe snarky comment was all throughout time was always like if you want to if you're like a, a mid carter why don't you just go beat up the head the champion after a match you know because it seems like that always works to get you into the main event right. now in aew if you're swerve and you want the title shot you just got to get yourself the belt or a replica belt just carry around <laughs> the world championship belt just hold apparently it. that's all you got to do to get the main event shot just yeah. just just challenge somebody's <laughs> championship in, in some like you know esoteric way and all of a sudden you get the shot right <laughs> Jesus. Piggybacking off the uh, the Adam Copeland stuff and and, and Dave, you know, you, you you chatted with him last week. Mm-hmm. Um what did you think of his debut match 
with Luchasaurus um, last night in the main event of Dynamite? I thought it was good. I thought, I mean, I, you know, I thought that in some ways it it was more it was better than I expected it to be. But I, it, that that wasn't the, that wasn't the highlight of either show. You know, that certainly wasn't the highlight of the AEW show. And and I think, um, I mean, I think Adam Copeland's going to be an enormous asset for them. He's going to be really, really good. I think we're going to be having weekly conversations about is this the best use of Adam Copeland because his potential for you know for elevating everybody around him is so great. Right. Um, uh, I but I but I also think he's you know he's going to have to have the right dance partners you know he's going to have to have the right feuds and everything else and and I thought this was I thought it was the right move to sort of get him entrenched in this Christian storyline without just blowing off their big match, um, and you know he's a huge star so you put him in the main event because he's a, because it 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 telegraphs the fact that we're treating him this way you know but I, but. I mean, that wasn't the match of the night over there. And I don't think going in, they thought it would be. I think it's just, you know, it's their part of the spectacle. Right. Um, but they got outspectacled by WWE, uh, you know, and that's not, that shouldn't come as a shock to, <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of spectacle, we, we really appreciate you hopping on. We, we wanted to pop a rating too. So that's why we had you <laughs> on. And you absolutely <laughs> delivered. You, you were the undertaker to our, uh, to our NXT. So we, uh, we, we can't thank you enough for hopping on here. Uh, guys, that's how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other <laughs> Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we're coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. we got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed Cal, Brian, Dave, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. Dave, you go first. Uh, you can find me on Twitter whenever I decide to use it, at, at David Shoemaker. <laughs> and otherwise, just listen to the podcast here. They're all great. Indeed. Indeed. I'm at Cal on Twitter, at Cal Dub on Instagram and threads. I guess if, I, if I'm ever going to go on threads. But it's not about me. Brian H. Waters, where are you at and where are we at? You follow me at Brian H. Waters on Twitter, on threads, on Instagram. But most importantly... Ring of Wrestling on Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. I actually live-threaded some things. I guess that's how we say it, you know? I put the question out there, a couple responses on what would we, uh, what's more important, the length of the title reign or the number of the title reign. So be sure to check out. Uh, sometimes we throw a little questions out there while we're recording. Oh, there we go. There we go. Good plug. Good plug, Brian H. Waters. Uh, you can follow me at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Twitter, Instagram, threads. But most importantly, at Ringer Wrestling on those same exact channels. Uh, thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps Chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.